Taylor presents the Mel Blanc Show, written by Mac Benoff, with Mary Jane Croft, Joe Kearns, Hans Conried, Alan Reed, the Sportsman, Victor Miller and his orchestra, and starring the creator of the voice of Bugs Bunny. Mm. What's up, Doc? Yes, Colgate Tooth Powder for a breath that's sweet and teeth that sparkle brings you the Mel Blanc Show with Mel playing his new character, Zookie. Hello, everybody. Hello, everybody. Starring himself in person, Mel Blanc. Hi, folks. Ugga, ugga, boo, ugga, boo, boo, ugga. Well, here it is, the first day of April, All Fool's Day. All over the country, people of dignity drop their cloak of respectability and declare open season for silliness. And the people in Mel Blanc's little town are no exception, especially Mel Blanc himself. Anyway, let's sneak into his fix-it shop and listen. He's on the phone. Is that you, Henry? I have a phone call for you from Dr. Rooster. Uh, just a minute, I'll put him on. <laughs> oh, it was some joke on him. <laughs> yeah, now let's see who I call. I'll get another name out of the phone directory. Uh, Mrs. Raines, Mrs. Robinson, Mrs. Roy. Mrs. Roy, that's a good one. Hello, Mrs. Roy? Uh, I want to speak to Mrs. Roy. <laughs> this one is a dilly. <laughs> is that you, Mrs. Roy? Uh, Mrs. Roy, is Kill there? <laughs> Hi, Mel. What are you laughing at? Oh, Betty, it's April Fool's Day, and I'm having fun on the telephone. Just watch this. Here's a ritzy name in the phone book. Mrs. Uppington Van Sloan. <laughs> Hello? Hello? Are you the lady that washes? I beg your pardon. I said, are you the lady that washes? Of course not. Oh, you dirty thing! <laughs> you better be careful now. One of your jokes is liable to backfire. Oh, Betty, that's never happened to me, except once last year. Then I only spent two days in the hospital. Uh, what happened? Well, don't you remember last April Fool, I disguised my vo voice? I woke up your father... <laughs> I woke up your father at four in the morning and said on the phone, you're a big fat jerk and a moron. Guess who this is? Yeah, well, how did you get in the hospital? He guessed. Uh, <laughs> oh, I don't know. Uh, I can never pull a joke on your father. Well, don't try it this year, Mel, especially since father's beginning to like you so much. I'm not so sure about that. Oh, no, father likes you very much. Last night when you were over the house, I heard him asking in the kitchen for a little bite. Yeah, and his teeth marks are still on my arm. <laughs> Now, uh, let me see. Who else can I play a joke on? Well, not with me around. I'll see you later. Bye. Oh, well, oh, Betty, your uh, slip is showing. Oh, where? On your clothesline. Fool. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Oh, now I'm alone. I can pull the biggest one of them all. And this year he won't catch me. I'm going to call Betty's father. <gasps> Hello? Oh, uh, uh, London calling. Uh, Mr. Colby. London? Uh, yes, this is Mr. Colby. Oh, uh, this is Smythe Twombly of a lawyer calling. Uh, Mr. Colby, it is my duty to inform you that your uncle, Sir Percival Colby, has just been buried. Buried? Had to. Dead, you know. <laughs> well, but, uh, I haven't got an uncle, Percival. And furthermore, he left you his entire fortune. Oh, yes, dear Uncle Percy, yes. Oh, oh. 
Well, it's a matter of two million pounds, 30 guineas, five shillings, two pence, and a jacket. <laughs> uh, we'll mail you the check in a fortnight. A fortnight? In fact, we'll send the check airmail. It may take only three nights. <laughs> well, cheerio. Oh, I'm rich. I'm rich. <laughs> what a terrific rib. <laughs> oh, gee. I forgot to say April Fool. Hmm. Hey, what if he takes me seriously? Oh, no, he couldn't be that stupid. Hello, Mal. Well, Professor Pochnik, my favorite music teacher. Have I been having fun today? Why all of a sudden today? Well, don't you know it's April the 1st, All Fool's Day. Oh, pardon me. Happy birthday, Mal. <laughs> <laughs> Professor, don't you get it? April Fool is when you play jokes on people. Oh, please, don't remind me. Last year, I played a joke on my wife, Sonia. I made believe I was out of town. I called up the house and I said, Hello, Sonia, this is Joe. Your husband's out of town. This is my chance. Joe needs you. Joe wants to come right over. <laughs> was I embarrassed? Well, how come? Joe answered the phone. <laughs> so I divorced her and she married Joe. And his poor Joe got troubles. Why? Now when he's calling up, I'm answering the phone. <laughs> Say, uh, are you going to get married again, Professor? Yes, but with someone in my own profession. Here is an ad I'm putting in the musical digest. Male piano teacher wants to marry female piano teacher. Object, baby grand. <laughs> well, Mel, I got to be... Oh, hello, Mel. Hello, Professor. <laughs> Congratulate me. I'm a millionaire. Well, Mr. Colby... Oh, here, Mel. Have a box of soap chips. Well, have two boxes. Mr. Colby... Well, don't stand there like that. This isn't just money. It's soap chips. You came into a fortune? Yes, two million pounds. My uncle in England died. Well, I'm giving away my supermarket, and I'm going to build another one. I'll build the biggest in the world. In fact, it'll be so big, people will think it's a drugstore. <laughs> Mr. Colby, I think there's something you ought to know. Oh, not now, Mel. I've given away half my supermarket, and I came down here to give you anything you want. Now, what do you need? Mr. Colby... Is it hard to get rope? <laughs> no, no, I'll give you just as much as you want. Well, I just want a little for my neck. Listen, now. Oh, no time, no time. Yippee, I'm a millionaire. Come on, Professor Bocchnik. Yippee. Oh, 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 I just happen to think, please, Professor. No, no, no. My uncle died. Oh. <laughs> Isn't that terrible? Yes. Terrible. Tell me, are you giving away Russian caviar? Yes. What kind? You want red or black? Well, as long as you're in mourning, make it black. <laughs> oh, what have I done? This is the worst fix I've ever gotten myself into. Mr. Colby finds out it's an April Fool joke. Th this fool won't see the end of April. <laughs> that sparkle and dazzle, a breath that's fresh and sweet, then try Colgate Tooth Powder for the new all-purpose Colgate Tooth Powder cleans your teeth and sweetens your breath. Yes, this new all-purpose tooth powder produces an amazingly rich, active foam that's marvelously effective. Every time you brush your teeth with this new all-purpose Colgate Tooth Powder, your whole mouth feels clean, sweet, fresh. Your teeth regain their natural sparkle. It's been proved in seven cases out of ten that Colgate Tooth Powder instantly stops unpleasing breath that originates in the mouth. 
And as for cleaning, you can depend on Colgate Tooth Powder revealing the natural brilliance of your teeth. Yes, Colgate Tooth Powder, the new all-purpose tooth powder, does everything you can expect or ask of a dentifrice. Try Colgate Tooth Powder today for teeth that sparkle and a breath that's sweet. Use Colgate Tooth Powder. And now, Victor Miller, the sportsman, and you can't see the sun when you're crying. Mel Blank, Mel's innocent little April Fool joke has gotten him into plenty of trouble. He phoned Mr. Colby, pretending to be an English lawyer, and convinced Colby that his uncle had died and left him a million dollars. The joke went so well that Mr. Colby is giving away his supermarket to everybody in town, expecting the money to arrive from England. While Mel is figuring out how to break the news to Mr. Colby, along comes more trouble in the person of the town Beau Brummel, Hartley Benson. Hello, Hartley. What's new in your life? Nothing. I'm still crazy about great, big, adorable meat. I'm as fragrant as can be. I'm so sweet, perfume smells me. <laughs> oh, will you cut that out, Hardly? Well, Mel, old boy, it's the truth. Haven't you heard of the new perfume that's coming out? No, what's the name of it? Evening with Hartley Benson. <laughs> it comes in three strengths. Tender kiss, burning kiss, and oh, Hartley, you're straightening out my Gruen Curvex. <laughs> received the first test bottle of it just last week. Well, how was it? Well, I sprayed myself with half the bottle because I had a date with a gorgeous, glamorous blonde. Well, what happened? Nothing. I smelled so good that I stayed home and danced with myself. <laughs> I tell you, Mel, I was the loveliest couple on the floor. <laughs> Look, Hartley, let me alone. I've got enough trouble. In that case, I shall be off. 
I'm such a lovely thing, I'm giving myself an engagement ring. <laughs> Goodbye, Mel. Nice seeing me. What a character. <laughs> Next time he does that, I'm going to throw him a fish. <laughs> Gosh, Mr. Colby is still giving things away. There must be a way to stop him. The more he gives away, the more he'll kill me. Oh, here comes my lodge president, Mr. Cushing. Maybe he can help me. Hello, Mel. Greetings, Mighty Potentate. Ugga, ugga, boo, ugga, boo, boo, ugga. Well, Mighty Potentate, how's your dreamboat? Mel, if you mean my wife, the word is tugboat. Matter of fact, she's a cross between a barge and a sloop. Thought of a blue. Potentate. She doesn't look like that. If she doesn't, Mel, why is it that every night when I go to sleep, I dream about Moby Dick the whale? <laughs> you should hear that woman snore. Every once in a while, I get up yelling, There she <laughs> Mel, you should see her open her mouth when she snores. Jonah could walk in standing up. <laughs> what a woman. You sound pretty disgusted, mighty potentate. Well, the other day I was cooking. I could hear my wife nagging, salt the potatoes, clean the lettuce, watch the biscuits. Then my wife came into the kitchen. She lit the burners, opened the door, and said, Oh, John, put the turkey in the oven. Dad, what a temptation. <laughs> I don't know why I'm telling you all this. It's just that I got no one to talk to. Well, I'm glad I got you to talk to, Mighty Potentate. I played a joke on Mr. Colby, and now he's giving everything away in his supermarket. He is. My wife's shopping there right now. Maybe somebody will take her. Oh, wait a minute. Let me finish. The reason he's... The reason he's giving everything away is because I fooled him into thinking he had inherited a fortune. Now, how can I get out of it? Well, let me think. You could commit suicide. No, I'm saving that for myself. <laughs> I've got it. Why don't you disguise yourself as a lawyer? Tell him there was some mistake and he really didn't inherit that money. You understand? I do. Uh, Mel Blank, what did you say? I do. Mel, never, never use those two horrible words in my life. <laughs> well, I, help, I hope I helped you out. It's high time. I better be going now. <laughs> yep, it's high time, and thanks for the idea. Hey, um... Where are you going now, Mighty Potentate? Well, Mel, I can do one of two things. I can go to the movies and see two years before the mass, or I can go home and look at 20 years behind the age point. <laughs> At last, I've got a way to get out of my troubles. I'll be an English lawyer, and I'll have Zuki tell Mr. Colby I'm coming over tonight. Oh, Zuki! Zuki! And you, you actually...
actually saw the lawyer arriving in town, Frookie. Uh, yeah, yeah, Mr. Colby. He, he came in by aeroplane. The aeroplane? Aeroplane? He came in by... He came in under a freight car. Oh, that's a funny one. <laughs> probably come with the money. Oh, here. Have a smoke, Rookie. It's a quarter cigar. Oh, uh, gee, it's wonderful. Uh, <laughs> Who smoked the other three quarters? Oh, here. I'll light it for you. There we are. Colby, a millionaire. <laughs> gee. It's like a Corona. It's a Havana smudge pot. Ah, that's probably the lawyer now. I'll answer the door. Oh, good evening. I am Smythe Trombley of Fentwhistle and all that sort of rot. <laughs> I'm looking for Mr. Colby and all that sort of rot. <laughs> well, uh, won't you come inside? I'm Mr. Colby. Well, how are you, old bean? <laughs> oh, tip-top, old man, and you? Sensen, old breath. <laughs> Sensen? I always thought Englishmen said pip-pip. Frankly, old boy, I've had a very tiresome journey. I'm too poop to pip. <laughs> Uh, tell me, where in London does your firm have its office? Uh, number 10 Downing Street. <laughs> but Attlee lives there. Oh, we're putting on new help all the time. <laughs> nice fellow, Clem. Clem? Oh, then I suppose you know Winnie. <laughs> Who? Winnie. Winnie. All right. <laughs> now about the money. <laughs> oh, yes, yes, the money. When do I get it? Mr. Colbert, there isn't any money. What? You don't get a red cent. I, I mean, uh, you don't get a lavender farthing. Why? It's Mel Blank. I'm. Go <laughs> oh, I get it, Mel. Oh, oh, it's an April Fool joke. You're trying to make me think I'm not getting the money, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> You're not. Uh? Mr. Colby, now don't get excited, but it was me who called you up in the first place. You're not getting a penny. Oh, I can't believe it. I can't believe it. I can't believe it. Come, come now. You're not trying. <laughs> Mel Blank, I'm going to break every bone in your body. Mr. Colby, please. I, I didn't mean it. Don't break my bones. Yeah, you're right. I'm going to take this gun and shoot you instead. Shoot me? Oh, Mr. Colby, please. Break my bones. Nope. Oh, I'm going to shoot you. Oh, here, here, here. Start on my arm. Go, go ahead. Snap it in half. <laughs> Enjoy yourself. Go ahead. It's no use. I'm going to shoot you with this 45. Mr. Colby... Couldn't you wait until the 47s come out? Nothing doing. Stand still, you idiot. I'm but... going to shoot you right in the brain. It'll take 20 or 30 shots, but I'll find it. Oh! Oh! He did. Oh, gosh. I never thought I'd live to see the day when I'd die. I'm going now. My whole life is passing before me. What a disappointment I've been. Even when I was born, my parents wanted to hear the patter of little feet around the house. But I disappointed them. I walked on my hands. <laughs> I remember how my mother used to count my toes. Eight, nine, ten, eleven. 
then she counted the other foot. <laughs> I tried to help the family by selling magazines on street corners. I sold Time magazine on one corner, and the pretty girl sold Life on the opposite corner. <laughs> On windy days, I had the time of my life. <laughs> I don't want to die. April <laughs> <Hey>, Fool! <laughs> Come on, get up, you nincompoop. Mel, you're not dying. Then, then I'm not shot? I'm not dying? No, my old boy. Mr. Colby shot blank with a blank. <laughs> what? Were, were all you people listening outside? <laughs> That's right. Mel, you, you never fooled me. I knew it was an April Fool joke immediately. But I turned the tables on you. And now, gentlemen, thanks for helping me with my little joke. And if you don't mind, I'd like to have my soap chips and caviar back. April Fool! What do you mean? Try and get it. Gosh, Mel, how long do you think you'll be able to hide out in your fix-it shop? Until your father calms down, Betty. Gosh, what a day this has been. Oh, somebody wants me to fix something. I'll answer the phone, Betty. Hello, Mel's Fix-It Shop. If it's on the blank, bring it to blank. Is this Mel Blank himself? Yes. Congratulations, Mr. Blank. This is the Tub of Diamonds radio program. You've just won a 1947 packet and $10,000 in cash. Well, Mr. Blank, what do you say to that? Eh, shut up. and lively and very pleasant to taste is Colgate Tooth Powder, the all-purpose tooth powder. As soon as the brush touches your teeth, Colgate Tooth Powder makes rich, active foam that cleans and freshens every corner of your mouth. Makes your breath sweeter. Yes, indeed. In seven cases out of ten, it's been proved that Colgate Tooth Powder instantly stops unpleasing breath that originates in the mouth. And oh, what a wonderful cleansing job Colgate Tooth Powder does. Leaves your teeth with that pearly, smooth feeling. Reveals their natural brilliance. So for teeth that sparkle and a breath that's sweet, try Colgate Tooth Powder, the all-purpose tooth powder. Use Colgate Tooth Powder. Say hello to Halo Shampoo for naturally bright and beautiful hair. Remember, even finest soaps and soap shampoos hide the natural luster of your hair with dulling soap film. But Halo Shampoo contains no soap, therefore leaves no dulling soap film. Even in hardest water, Halo makes oceans of rich, fragrant lather, quickly banishes loose dandruff and dirt. Halo needs no lemon or vinegar rinse. Say hello to Halo and goodbye to dulling soap film. Get Halo Shampoo at any cosmetic counter. Remember, Mel Blanc at the same time every Tuesday night. This is CBS, the Columbia Broadcasting System.